Eh, good evening, good morning in some cases, good afternoon in some cases also. Welcome in. You can see on the screen beside us, Irish NFL show. I thought the video would pop off, but it doesn't. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, lads, welcome in. Uh, Monday night after a crazy, uh, exciting, and um, just just a memorable week one. Colin, how are you doing, man? You good? Very good. Yeah, it was um absolutely fantastic um, collection of games yesterday, both in the early suite and the late games. I did not stay up for the, the late, late game, but uh, the other ones featured some fantastic football. Brian, how are you doing, man? Good? Good, yeah, very good. I have to say it was a very enjoyable week one, some very entertaining games. That witching hour is always between... Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, half nine hour time was just relentless in particular around special teams and kickers. Special weekend for all NFL fans across the country, you know, to see the game back, but not such a, such a special teams weekend, shall we say, with the amount of games that came down to kicks and last second field goals. And um, that Steelers game kind of says it all around how important it is in the league to have a solid kicker. And uh, I think we're going to get into all those little bits of information throughout the course of the the next hour, hour and a half so we are indeed we're presented by Cassidy Travel Ireland's number one travel agent you can get your own personalised NFL holiday just go to CassidyTravel.ie or search Cassidy Travel on your search provider um, yeah and you can also get a link in the bio for NFL Game Pass NFL Game Pass uh, obviously showing games that aren't on television check it out if you click the link and sign up it supports us so Thank you very much for doing so. Colin, how did you enjoy week one last night? The funny thing was, I was chatting last night to somebody else and I was saying first 30 or 40 minutes was like pretty dead. There was like four or five touchdowns, wasn't there? It was, it was an interesting one. Well, I suppose it's a little bit of chess early on as uh, people kind of ease into the, the new season and, and getting used to it. But it quick, quickly I think got got into it, and I I think you you saw there the the difference to me in terms of the college game and the NFL. College game is is very enjoyable, but you have blowouts in college games on on a much more frequent basis. How many games yesterday again came down to the last couple of minutes, the last kick, um, into you know o- overtime. So it's all it's all on the line. It's it's what we love about the game. And again, you know, when this is a league, any given Sunday, all the cliches ring true because it, it is the case. You know, um, there were uh, some games there. Uh, n- none of us gave the the Giants a chance. None of us gave the, the Bears a chance. And then look what went and happened yesterday. Brian, um, we've had a discussion on this broadcast over the last few months and I know Colin's very passionate about this about uh, about the preseason and about the usefulness of the preseason it was clear last night in numerous cases that numerous offenses were quite jaded or quite uh, rusty have you changed your mind on even some sort of preseason action in, in that sense I mean we're going into a game tonight where the main quarterback for a team hasn't played a snap all season I'm not saying it's you know imperative but the first hour it did take a it did did take a bit to get off last night. I mean, there's there's no denying it. Yeah, and I'll give you an interesting one, Michael. And look, people say it was an expected result anyway, but the team who actually spent most of the uh, preseason in terms of having most of their first team players out on the field was the Chiefs. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that they rocked up with five touchdowns last night. My home seemed very comfortable in that performance last night. And I don't know what it's. You can isolate it all to 
pre-season. Maybe it's the fact that the cards were, were on a hiding to nothing because they had so many injuries, both offensively and defensively. But it, it, it does it does ring true that for the first hour, as you said, there was only a handful of handful of touchdowns. There was a bit of weather involved in that. Like some of the games, okay, the weather wasn't as bad as people had forecasted from Wednesday towards the onwards. But I suppose Collins alluded to, you know, defenses seem to be getting a hold of the games. But as the games gradually went on throughout the course of the evening, the offenses started to get get the grips with the games and uh, in the end they found their way to make some very high scoring games and some games that weren't as high scoring as we thought like for example in the Chargers game we were, we all expected a 36-33 home digger didn't really materialise that that way and we felt the same with the Packers game didn't play out that way there was again it's it's a mixed bag because some week, some teams defensively were on top and then there's other games where you would expect the defences to be well ahead of the curve just what wasn't the case so a lot to get through Let's start getting through it in our first segment. Uh, we're going to look at the Bears uh, beating the Niners. I actually produced a show for the Niners last night, right? And they said it wasn't a shock result column. Now, they don't think it was a shock result because in their eyes, Trey Lance is still pretty much a rookie. I think he played, like, was it a third of his snaps last night in his career in that game? That being said, um, the Bears were sitting... Uh, 7-0 down at halftime Justin Fields only had 121 yards on a day passing but obviously the weather was a considerable issue in Chicago is this an upset or do you think the combination of um, well for me personally I'll even fire mine in the hat now Trey Lance maybe not being experienced enough and having that news that morning with George Kittle obviously not being active do you think that was a factor or do you give the hey-ho to the Bears in the second half um, there are certainly factors, but to me, you've got to give kudos to, to the Bears because it would have been very easy, you know. The, the 49ers, I'm sure they themselves will say, oh, yeah, not not an upset, all, all, all is fine here. But the Bears struggled in that first half. would have been very easy to let the heads drop, um, but they didn't. And in kudos to the field, he, he showed the sort of leadership that you want to see in your young Q. Uh, I thought they were very impressive in the the second half. And I think the other thing, and the 49ers, they can say what they want, but they they were totally ill-disciplined to give away 12 penalties, 99 yards, some of the late hits um, that they put in on on fields. um, That is, you know, like crazy uh, sorts of stuff. The Bears had 15 first uh, downs in the game five of those were the result of 49er penalties that is the type of stuff that will absolutely crucify you and the 49ers need to get that cleaned up and quickly uh, because it won't matter who who they are playing um, that will be a problem Brian, uh, Trey Lance last night completed only 13 of 28 passes for 164 yards and took two sacks and I know we're going to talk about the Cowboys down the stretch have you changed your mind on Trey Lance? Or do you still think it's just like let no, him play I, out the I think you know where I stand with Trey Lance. There's two aspects to what I picked out from the game. One of which, when the game hurried up in the fourth quarter, um, in terms of they were down, they needed to start moving the ball. It was they were totally reliant on him, throwing it a lot of factors. That Mitchell was gone off for the injury and looks like he's gone for a period of time, but he, he wasn't comfortable. Um, you could put it down to the weather, inexperience. Like people keep saying, he's a rookie because he didn't. He only played three games last year, so he's really starting off. But um, he didn't look like he was comfortable, and that's what concerns me when they get to a stage where the games are critical in that fourth quarter. Is he capable of pulling it out? The interception, the crosser where Eddie Jackson came across 
like I, t- I text Colin at the time and it was a complete I mean you read his eyes it was so evident he doesn't seem to take away from the read and hearing what was coming across so that was that was a bit concerning and um, from the Bears perspective like Colin was right you, you know you, when you give away 12 penalties in a game you're on a hiding to nothing the Bears only gave away three penalties in the entirety of the game so whilst they couldn't move the ball the new head coach had them disciplined enough not to be you know, losing the game as opposed to, you know, if we're going to get beat, let's get beat by a better side as opposed to losing the game ourselves. 49ers will say they, they lost the game themselves. Um, Justin Fields only could be eight, eight, uh, only eight receptions completed in the game. Eight draws, you know, when you look at it like that, you know, he didn't have the greatest of game either, but at the right time, and, you know, there was some defensively for the 49 which we wouldn't expect to see. Like that touchdown to Pettis where he completely overlapped on the other side and left complete, you know, he's completely uncovered him. The other one as well. Like again, fourteen points off turnovers. Essentially, the game was given to them. Not like given them. In fairness to the Bears, it was a tough game. They played. They did what they have to do. But the fourteen owners will be ruined. It's, it's a it's a big loss early in the season because the pressure's on there already for for Lance. And I was looking at the Jimmy G and I'm like Michael, we're we're a lockstep on the Jimmy G. Obviously, Colin has his feelings for Trey Lance. Like I was looking at the stats today. Thirty one of thirty eight games um, under Shannon, Garoppolo uh, was won. Yeah, he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback. Shannon is seven and twenty-nine when Garoppolo doesn't play. You know, he's, in terms of he's only had seven wins. Garoppolo not starting quarterback. But yeah, you know, as this season goes on, if they don't win the games, like everybody has a feeling the forty-nine are good enough to go back to the playoff, potentially go back to the Super Bowl. What's going to happen within the camp? You know, is there going to be a split at some stage if they don't win these games? Like, I know Seattle aren't up to much. Potentially that's a game next week. Seattle could win. Who knows? And then obviously the pressure ramps up, and then what happens when you hit week four, week five? You've you've called it. Uh, we, I agree. With you. Like, is Jimmy G going to be there? Is Jimmy G going to come back in because the pressure will be too much on Kyle? Or are you just going to say this is where we're at, and if we don't get materialised in terms of getting to the playoffs, bearing in mind the expectations this team has, it's a tricky one to precarious one. I'm not sure how it's going to play out. They need to win a game and they need to win quickly and get, get off that week one slide. Shout out to everyone watching. We're going to get some questions in at the end of the show after we make game picks from Monday Night Football. Uh, shout out to Swagmeister, especially Swagmeister, because he said, this guy, I don't know, this, this came in like three hours before the show started. This guy literally knows nothing about football. Dude is such a clown. I'm not sure if he's talking about me or you, Colin, or Brian there. I'm not sure, but thank you very much, Swagmeister. Uh, Fred, Keith, uh, L. De Bruyne, yeah, got, you got Game Pass. And Munzi as well. Thanks for your questions and comments, folks. We'll put them all on the screen at the end. Keep firing them in and we'll, we'll put them up at the end. Uh, yeah, it was funny because the show I was on last night or producing last night, your guy, Larry Kruger, who I think is like this big beat reporter over there, said that he was convinced that it was mostly on Shanahan. Like they had what column? Um, the defense was flagged 12 times for 99 yards. I mean. <laughs> Well, sorry, it was the offense for, for 99 yards uh, and it was just a situation where obviously the Bears forced two big turnovers and you have to give it to the Bears. It, they were more disciplined, especially in that second half where they got it done. I think it was sitting in the last quarter and I just couldn't see a route where Trey Lance was actually going to get the ball down the field and, and get a touchdown. And I think it's funny now because the Bears and I go to Green Bay on Sunday and we'll talk about the Packers down the stretch, but they've got a shot in the arm of confidence. And uh, the thing that I love, Colin, was... Uh, I watched Brian's preview back on Friday night and he literally, he literally covered uh, both angles. He was talking about how Bears fans thought they could win and going around it. Uh, now, the game that I thought that was going to be like was going to be a Steelers-Bengals game, but fair play to the Bears, man. Yeah, I look, uh, the Bears fans, they said that they're 
they believed in their team and they were right. I mean, I, I just think the, the Trey Lance stuff, I think you're, it's absolutely insane if they bring Jimmy in. Like, what was the point in giving up what they did? The fact that they didn't play Trey last year, to me, is the bigger issue. You get a rookie, uh, when you take a rookie QB in the first round, you get five years of them. You get four years on a really cheap deal, five years uh, relatively uh, cheap or cost control, certainly. The whole point is to play them as early as possible. Trey Lance has thrown 400 passes since high school the idea that you would continue to sit him is ridiculous why is he going to learn through a process of osmosis he has to play game time the 49ers put themselves in this position by bringing him in by giving up the farm to go and get him um, by bringing him in by then sitting him by allowing the Jimmy G uh, situation to play out as it did over the course of the summer they've made this rod for their own back but to me you have to ride the, the Trey Lance train because otherwise you've given up all this pick uh, all the this capital they've got nothing for the, the next couple of drafts because of what they gave up for, for Trey Lance so you know sitting him is eating up into that rookie contract and again he's throwing he's maybe taking reps in in training but he's not throwing meaning meaningful balls they need to get him um game time and i think they're just going to have to take their licks in terms of the results um i think the difficulty is that and you speak to many 49ers fans they all feel and they got to the championship game so they're well in the rise to feel this way that this team is potentially on the verge of going to a super bowl and when we see rookies get drafted it's usually by the team that have had really difficult uh, seasons and they're obviously trying to re- redevelop. The Fortuners, as Colin rightly said, have given away the earth to move up to the third pick to get him. So they're in a precarious situation because this team is ready to go now, but the quarterback isn't ready to go now. And, and that's not to say he won't be able to come to the end of the season or next season, but right now they're playing with a quarterback who, would be, in my opinion, would be better fit to be playing for a team with the, where there's expectations are a lot lessened, potentially a team that could be pushing for a wild card as opposed to a team that's expected to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Mark has them going to the Super Bowl. You know, there's people out there, there's many picked that had uh, the 49 has been in the Super Bowl, but look, it's week one. You know, it's overreaction Monday, so I'm conscious of that as well. Like, let's not get too high and too low on teams, you know, because next weekend, we've seen before, things quickly change in this league, but it's, I, I've had a many 49ers fan on for me today, and they're very frustrated with the situation. They have been for, for the past few months. How many of your mates are 49ers fans? Many Five. 49ers fans? Five. Five, Jesus, right. Shown okay, fair enough. Sean the Rage, going back to the uh, Jerry Rice. They really are, mate. Uh, right, let's let's look at the second game in this first segment of, of the show and of the broadcast and of the podcast. Thanks for everyone listening in. Uh, Cleveland Browns get the win against the Panthers, 26-24. One thing that stood out for me, Colin, was, I mean... Is there one team you wanted to see win more than the Browns this weekend? Uh, fair play to them, they won the game. Dominant on the run with Hunt and Chubb. But I really liked uh, Baker Mayfield. I know, I know he lost the game, but you could see the fight in him. You could see how much he wanted it. And he, he almost got there. I think it was a 75-yard touchdown pass. Was it Robbie Anderson? Uh, if he keeps playing like that, and if he does try and improve and get back to where he was prior to his injury issues, who knows what could happen in Carolina, but it's a disappointing start for them. Yeah, and I think a disappointing start for him. Uh, You know, we talked on Friday's show about the stats Baldy had about when he had played uh, Texas Tech and the beatdown he'd put on them. But it looked like he was almost trying too hard early on. Um, that he was, you know, he was so kind of intent on on beating them up that he he wasn't properly focused on um, what was kind of going on uh, around him. 
in in the end, it feels a bit like the the Matt Rule era for the Panthers could have, would have, should have. Uh, you know, they they get close, um, but ultimately they they are undone, and this is the reason that you you draft a, a kicker. Um, I suppose the the Browns when they took him, they had at that point maybe intentions of kind of go on a, on a deep playoff run i'm sure they they do but they would have seen last year with the the bengals the benefits of you know sorting out a kicker and, and knowing what what you have for for the panthers look the we know when christian mccaffrey is fit he's such a, a dynamic runner we know that robbie anderson is is super talented you would have liked to see a little bit more from dj Moore. i feel um but the the Panthers under Matt Rule, I mean, we're, we're talking about the, the 49ers needing to start winning. The Panthers under Matt Rule really need to start winning. Um, I have a slightly different slant on this one. So, like, I, I felt the Browns kind of built a bit, of, you know, they kind of dug their own hole in this game. Uh, like, Baker was non-existent in the first half during the interception. The Browns had the ball for 38 minutes of the 60 in this game. They were averaging six yards a run between Chubb and Hunt. But in the red zone, uh, Jacoby Brissett was only able to get into the end zone once, one out of four. So I felt they, they left the, the Panthers hanging around. And like by halftime, I felt that game was done and dusted. Yeah, the Panthers came back well. And uh, yeah, look, the, field, the field goal, in fairness, like for a rookie, Cade, Cade York to come on and kick it, a magnificent field goal. They said he was hitting from 68 before the game in the, in, in the lead-up. So he had another 10 yards, I think, on the field goal when it went over. But... People today will look at this game and go, oh, that was a really tight game. But if you looked at the first half and early in the third quarter, it was so one-sided. It was unbelievable. And I, I went with the Browns because I felt the Chubb and Hunt combined as, as a unit, running back would be the difference against McCaffrey. Was, McCaffrey's a special talent. I just felt that the Browns would have enough in the running game. Essentially, that's just about what, how they got it got out in line. And for Brissett, didn't do a lot game management, didn't turn the ball over. And he had some nice shots on the last try. But I think we're all in, in lockstep and unison in this league. The Browns don't win, win games because of the defense more so than the offense, in my opinion, to, to hang around this division because ultimately Jacoby Brissett won't be able to get the games done. In the bigger games, like the, they nearly lost the game against a, a struggling Panthers side in the end. So, look, they'll be thankful that they probably have, have disrespect, no disrespect to Jets fans. They're home to the Jets this weekend. And, you know, they could be 2 0 come the weekend and people will be saying the Browns are well in the hunt. But I think further down the line, they're going to struggle. Watching tape of Baker in 2019-2020 before he got, uh, I guess, that long-term injury and almost lost himself. Um, I think in 2020 he had a completion percentage of, when he was passing, of around 62.8%. He wasn't that far off it yesterday. I liked him in the second half. I feel like he's got that confidence back almost. So uh, let's see what happens over the next few weeks. If he can try and get back to where he was and the Christian McCaffrey obviously can continue on the run then. They've got some sort of project there in Carolina. I just don't know what it is yet, but uh, he'll, he'll be good about that yesterday. Uh, just before we round up the segments, so just read out some comments here in terms of the games that we've talked about. Um, Kenneth saying the kickers had the yips this week. Panthers have flattered to the sea for many years. Don't think Baker will improve him that much. Um, and L, L. De Bruyne saying the 49ers interior O-line was horrible. Mike was just on the right side or coming back from injury. So loads of comments. We'll get the rest of them out um, at the end of the show. There is a comment there from Monday Column saying, is that Simon out of the in-betweeners in the Broncos jumper? Wow. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, okay, that's the end of this segment. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check out all the other segments on the Irish and the Show podcast channel. <laughs>